0: Hi, it's Jessie, and this is a shout-out to everyone who jumped on joefresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jessie collection is out now in select stores and at JoeFresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on phone a friend. I say yes and to Maddie Matheson being iconic at the Emmys, to the Scandinavian sleep method saving my marriage, to Ariana Grande and all the d**k she rides, and to Chris Kirkpatrick of Trolls fame. Just kidding, I hate myself. Of NSYNC.
1: I was the guy with the personality. Oh, well, you know, he's got a great personality, honey.
0: Sorry to steal this from Justin Timberlake, but this episode is Jesse Crookshank featuring Sync. Enjoy. And Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
2: Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part: for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
3: Bombas.
0: Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST
3: for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
1: Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse. Quick
0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone-A-Friend. I'm Jessie Cruikshank, back with another mid-season banger. The network said, you know what, Jessie? Just go dark between season one and two, and then you'll just come back in February or March, and it'll be fine. And I said, no. You want me to just leave my phonies hanging with nothing to live for? You want me to just let dust gather on the feed for weeks? I shan't. I shan not. Recording this podcast, uh, truly, I know I've said this before, but like connecting with you, listening to your voicemails, reading your DMs, that's the best part of my week. And so, I am coming to you unfiltered, unproduced, and uncensored until season two launches in a matter of weeks. Today, I felt that we had to revisit my conversation with Chris Kirkpatrick recorded before the NSYNC reunion happened at the VMAs. So before the elder millennials started to riot in the streets for a tour, right? And by the way, may I just say, like, why did the rioting stop? That was a just a feverish, riotous moment after the VMAs. And it's just, it's just dissipated. Well, I would like you to consider this a rallying cry. Okay, let's get the old convoy back together and use our freight trucks to block the entrance to Joey Fatone's Fat Ones hot dog chain. Wherever that is. Okay, drive your trucks up to a mall in Missouri. I don't know. Whatever we have to do, I want boots on the ground, people. The fight for an sync reunion tour rages on. And this conversation with Chris Kirkpatrick lives on today because my children are currently very into Trolls. The new Trolls Band Together soundtrack has been playing nonstop at my house right now, also because it was a peak moment for me, a peak moment of the pod, of last year, and, let's be honest, of my life as a whole. So I hope you enjoy that. It's coming up. And just so you don't think I'm stuck in the year 2002, because why would you think that, other than every episode leading up to this very moment— you should know that I have been listening to Yes And, the new Ariana Grande single for the past week. Thank you so much. Thank you non-stop. And by Ariana Grande single, I do mean Madonna song. It is a straight-up Madonna song sung by Ariana Grande. Like, there's even, like, the Vogue-style spoken word section in this song. It's staggering. My tongue is Ariana also stole the video almost frame by frame from Paula Abdul's cold-hearted video, and by stole, I mean, was inspired by. That's what she said. Paula said she was honored, and I don't know. I might have been pissed. Because there is inspiration, and then there is, like, grand theft, and this one, it rides the line. It rides the line. Speaking of writing... The song is controversial because it's all about Ariana Grande clapping back at the haters for judging her recent relationship drama. And she says, quote, Why do you care so much whose dick I ride? The
1: business is yours the mine mine. Why do you care so
0: much whose dick I ride? Why? Why? Why do you care so much whose dick I ride? Why? So emphatic with it, Ari. First of all, I would rather not be forced to think about SpongeBob's dick. Thank you very much. But I will also take responsibility for talking about it when the whole thing happened. Because you know, you know I've mentioned it a time or two on the pod. I think, you know, the reason so many people talked about it is because she broke up a marriage, Like, they did. I'm not just going to blame the woman. They did. Together, they blindsided his wife, who had his new baby at the time. She came out and talked about how fucked up it was. And I don't know, I guess in these situations, I just, I tend to side with the new mom who was cheated on by a pop star. Sorry. I just think, like, Ari, you can do whatever you want in your own life. But when you destroy a family uh, it's harder to put on a miniskirt and be like, your business is yours and mine is mine. You know what I mean? But the song is a banger, so all is forgiven, okay? I'll say that shit with my chest. And- okay, before I move on to my one thing, I have an important phone-a-friend update.
2: Phony updates!
0: In one of our last episodes of the year, it was called Old Tweets and Separate Sheets. I learned about the Scandinavian sleep method, okay? It blew up on TikTok with claims it could save your marriage. It is essentially when you and your partner sleep with two separate duvets instead of one shared duvet. So after I talked about it on this podcast, we got an influx of messages from you phonies. Uh, Sleeping arrangements really speak to you, apparently. Uh, This is one of the messages I received. So let's quickly check my voicemail.
2: Check, check,
1: check your
3: voicemail. I am calling from Halifax, Nova Scotia. My name is Kayla and I had no idea I was on the cutting edge of a TikTok trend about the Scandinavian sleep method. I have been practicing this super trendy method apparently for about 10 years as I cannot stand sharing a blanket with my spouse. It would absolutely be divorced. I cannot, I couldn't pry the blankets out of his old sleep hands and i just got fed up with it so we have a king size bed two clean duvets and i will absolutely never go back if we go to an airbnb if we spend a night out you better believe i am bringing a fucking blanket with me you guys gotta try it it's a game changer i tell you i didn't know we were so tiktok trendy but alas here we are have a great night love the podcast
0: Kayla from Halifax, thank you for your message. You are so hot on TikTok. And you know who else is? As of a week ago, Evan and I. So we promised to try it weeks ago in last year, okay? 2023, we promised we would try it. We have kept you in suspense for months. And now I'm finally dragging my husband back into the studio to give an official review. Ev? Welcome back, Evan, everybody.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: Wait a second. You said everyone. I just want you to know. Hello, phonies. Okay.
2: I've learned the terminology. My apologies.
0: I got so many messages from angry listeners because you called them. Are you just going to casually sip your tea? Do you want everyone to just.
2: Gotta get right.
0: Hear your sipping sounds on that. Sorry,
2: I'm not well. (laughs) Let's keep going.
0: Last week you called everybody Jesse's friends, which was alarming to a lot of my listeners because we do have a name. It's Phonies. They are, of course, my friends, as you know, but we also called them Phonies. Were you aware of that? It won't
2: happen again. Okay. But it's not inaccurate, right? These are your people. These are your friends. These
0: are my friends. All right. I feel a closeness to them in the same way that I feel a closeness to you. All right. Okay, great. Did you want to take another sip of that tea or should we? You know what people love, Evan? (sighs) On podcasts, they like beverage. They like to hear slow beverage sipping from a man they're not very familiar with. Sorry.
2: God. God fumbling it again.
0: Here we go. So last week, I want to say like a week and a half ago, we stole our son's twin duvets, leaving them to shiver in nothing but a blanket, so that we could try the Scandinavian sleep method. Thoughts, feelings, reactions.
2: Huge success.
0: Huge yeah. success.
2: I was into it when you pitched the idea.
0: Because as we discussed previously, you know, anytime I get up to go to the bathroom, which is frequently, or roll over, or a kid comes in the bed, like you feel everything when you share one duvet.
2: I love you, and I, I love being married to you, and I'm also an advocate for, you know, the idea of separate bedrooms eventually, which I know is very controversial. Yes. Uh, but so that was kind of in that bucket, and I was, it was, sounded great.
0: Uh huh. And so, how's it been going? It's in been your- great. What are, what are the biggest differences?
2: I mean, it really is you have way less disturbance from your partner. Mm-hmm. I'm a person with sleep issues. I've n- had sleep issues my whole life. I'm not a good sleeper. And I have three kids. So I'm running a, a, a hardcore about 6 year sleep deficit here. Right, yeah. So for you to get up 20 to 35 times in the night to go to the bathroom. Okay, well, we
0: don't have to.
2: It's it's, it's really Portable difficult. Numbers. And so this is I, sometimes you go, I don't get up. Sometimes you'll I'll go to bed before you, you'll get in bed. I don't even know that you got in bed. And
0: Yes. The like other when ni- I w- the other
2: morning The other night when I went yeah. to
0: my Emmy viewing party, I came home late. You were already sleeping. You didn't even feel me get in the bed. And that
2: would not have happened if it was a single s- single seal, a single duvet.
0: A single duvet. Yeah. The other thing is the temperature control.
2: Definitely helps.
0: I don't feel your heat. You don't feel my sweaty body.
2: And I would say that you still, though, do feel like you're sleeping next to someone. And, like, there's a cl- there's, there's that a closeness. closeness. You're in the same right. bed. You're, you're close. I can feel your presence. Mm-hmm. But not your breath or your heat, which is awesome.
0: It's amazing. The other thing is that our boys are really going through a, like, I have a sore leg. I had a nightmare phase and coming into our bed. And nine times out of ten, they go to dad.
2: Ten times out of ten. Okay,
0: ten times out of ten they go to dad. Such, which is amazing for me. It's really, absolutely one of the greatest turns of events. And now that I have my own little duvet, when they go to you, sometimes I don't even feel them coming into the bed. Good
2: for you. Congratulations. Thank you
0: you so much. The one downside I would say is that you have to have two duvets, so like it doesn't look as cute. You have to wash and put. Yeah. How does it? How does it work
2: when you make the bed? Is it hard for you to make the bed in the (laughs) mornings? when you make the bed all the times that you make the bed it's is it hard aesthetically to, aesthetically to get it nice yeah to get it nice sorry about and flat. that yeah tough. no
0: tough. I don't make the bed
2: it's really great I advocate for it I think it's a good uh, you know what when you pitched it I thought oh this is actually like a gateway drug to separate bedrooms mm-hmm. this is no. great it's gone the other way oh yeah I think this might save the the you know the single bedroom
0: save us from sleep
2: divorce save us from sleep divorce wow this is like sleep therapy <gasps> You know, it's bringing me back. I'm like, I could do—this th- is workable.
0: Would you recommend this to friends, family, loved ones?
2: Yes, although I will say there, in my opinion, there is a little bit of a—you kind of got to have a big bed. Definitely highly recommend. Two thumbs up, five stars. You're certified fresh.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what? Last week you you did also casually mention that my—Jesse's uh, friends may not know so much about sports. So— I'll just put this into like a sportsy term for you. You would say the Scandinavian sleep method, just duvet it.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. They're gonna say, like, was a total home run. Or, no, better. This is so no much better, worse. So
0: much better. I didn't think that it was oh so much worse God. than what I thought was coming. Okay, you're dismissed to go sip your tea in peace. Okay. Oh, this is why we need separate duvets. All
2: right.
0: Thank Good, you, Evan. Goodbye,
2: phony people.
0: Phonies! It's phonies, Evan, everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> Just duvet it. You don't get to be the number one comedy podcast just out of nowhere, you know? Okay, it's time for me to weigh in on just one thing that happened in pop culture this week, not including the Ariana Grande single I wedged in up top, because how could I possibly keep it to one thing? But here it is, that that one thing. My one thing is the Emmys, because I'd like to make an announcement. Award season is back! It went away hard in 2020 when lives were being lost and rights were being stripped and celebrating a supporting actor in a made-for-TV miniseries just didn't feel quite right, you know? It still feels frivolous, but it is back. I know it's back because this week, I, as I just mentioned with Evan, was invited to an Emmy's watch party. Like, uh, let's all get together and watch the Emmys. I have not sat down with friends to watch an award show in, like, honestly, over a decade. Definitely before I had kids. I mean, I've barely watched anything since I had kids. But I was invited by my friend Monique, who I love, who does not have kids. Obviously, because if you have kids, you're not inviting anyone to come over and watch something on a Monday night that ends after 8. But Monique did. And I ditched the kids and I went and we watched the whole show with a couple of girls and we had the best time. And I just remember like, oh yeah, award shows are fun. And in fairness, I had not seen most of the shows that were getting awarded. Okay. People were like, you know, really diving into the specifics of why this penultimate episode of Succession was worthy. And I was like, Succession, is that something I should watch? I'll get around to it in about a year. Full disclosure, I just started Spare the Prince Harry memoir like two days ago, so I'm approximately one year behind in pop culture and like eight in fashion. But that's what happens, right, moms? So we had a great time. And I'll say this. Like, the Emmys were fine. The show was whatevs. It was fine. Anthony Anderson, who was like a safe, non-controversial choice, hosted the show in a safe, non-controversial way. Not nearly as good as Chelsea Handler at the Critics' Choice Award, which, by the way, I just want to say, after her ex, Joe Coy, bombed at the Golden Globes, which we discussed, this just had to have felt like the ultimate post-breakup revenge. You know, it's like, who needs a revenge body when you can have a revenge awards show monologue? I've said it before. I'll say it again on this podcast. Trust women. Women just do things better. Okay, so the Emmys had a few great moments. One was Niecy Nash's speech because she is a woman. And she understands that when you have, like, 25 seconds to get up in front of an amazing group of people on national television to give a speech, you give a damn speech. Listen to this. And
3: you know who I want to thank? I want to thank me. For believing in me. And doing what they said I could not do. And I want to say to myself in front of all you— beautiful people. Go on, girl, with your bad
0: You did that. She got a standing ovation. I'm standing right now. I think we should all take a moment right now to thank ourselves for getting to the place we are doing whatever the hell we are doing right now. We did that. We did it. Okay. I got two separate duvets on my king bed. I did that. <clears throat> There were also some, like, amazing Emmy first. Trevor Noah became the first Black talk show host to win in his category. You had Ali Wong, she was, who was, like, kissing Bill Hader at every award show. I'm, like, obsessed with it. She was the first Asian performer to win in her category. Two Black women won in the actress categories. And it was on MLK Day, so it felt, like, genuinely celebratory and historic. But for me personally, the cherry on top was seeing my friend, Maddie Matheson, who I have known for many, many years. Yeah, and like you probably know, if you're Canadian, you probably know Maddie. He's like the big, loud Canadian chef who is somehow in the bear and somehow steals every scene he is in. And somehow he gave the final thank you speech of the night. You know the Bear has been winning at so many award shows, like back to back to back. They won the night before the Critics' Choice Awards. By the time they got to the Emmys, they were like, wouldn't it be funny to have Maddie give our acceptance speech? And so he did. When the Bear won the final award of the most prestigious celebration of television, Maddie Matheson came up on stage and gave the damn speech. And if you missed it, allow me to bless you.
2: I just love restaurants so much the good the bad it's rough we're all broken inside and every single day we got to show up and cook and make people feel good by eating something and sitting at a table and it's really beautiful and all of us here get to make a show together and we get to make people feel good or filled with anxiety or triggered seems (laughs) but uh this is really amazing it's beautiful we shoot it on a soundstage. It's really cool. I've never been on one before. I've never acted before. I love all these people so much. I love, I love my family. Trishy and Mac and Rizzo and Ozzy. I'll say my kids' names. Okay, no, no. I'm just, i just. We want to thank. I want to thank FX. Yeah, we want to thank FX. FX is and tight. And Dizzy, thank you so much. The I'll, mouse. I want to give a special shout out to our guy John Solberg, our warrior. Solberg, thank you so much man.
0: Thank you, thank you. Yo, restaurants forever! Restaurants forever! I'm sorry. If, like, if Niecy Nash was poised and rehearsed and inspirational, Maddie was the opposite of that. And I just, I loved every second. And that's why he's so great on the bear because he's like a real person who you would actually see in that restaurant environment. And I think it's why he was even better on the Emmy stage because he is a real person who you would never see. In that environment, like a person like Maddie Matheson has literally never been allowed into a Hollywood Awards show, let alone allowed to give the final speech. It was truly one of the greatest moments I had ever seen. And after that, Anthony Anderson had to like wrap it all up and throw to the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech. It was a hard turn. But like such an iconic moment in Canadian history, if I may declare right here on the Phone a Friend podcast, a heritage moment.
2: A Phone a Friend heritage moment.
0: Maddie, I love you. The final thing I want to say about the Emmys and award season in general is I just, I want to shout out the normal wives. Do you know how hard it must be to be a regular lady, a mom with a normal job, living your normal life, and then your actor husband is like, get a dress, we're going to the Emmys, and suddenly you're forced to, like, wear a gown and sit next to Jessica Chastain and J-Lo and Emma Stone and celebrities who are beautiful professionally, okay? Okay. These women wear gowns for a living. They eat ozempic for breakfast. Their entire year is geared towards looking amazing that night. And as viewers, our eyes are so trained to take in this abnormal standard of beauty at these award shows that when they pan to somebody's normal wife, it's like, ah, who's a monster? Oh, it's a, it's a normal human woman. So shout out. To the many gorgeous, normal human women, normal wives at the Emmys, who were there looking their best, looking amazing, having an amazing time, and reminding us all that not everyone is Margot Robbie. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Award season is back. Restaurant Forever! Go yeah! yeah, Restaurant Forever! after the break. Remember when Chris Kirkpatrick told me he would probably never hook up with me? No, I do. I've replayed it in my mind ever since he said it. And I'm replaying it for you. Next.
3: Come
2: So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, Better to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? Sold! Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
3: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft.
0: We're back, and I don't think there was another guest from last season who did as much in the months following our phone call as this particular member of InSync. So uh, we have no choice but to phone a friend. Girl,
1: let's phone a friend.
0: I am phoning Chris Kirkpatrick. This phone call happened before InSync reunited at the VMAs and dropped their first single in 20 years and ignited rumors of a reunion tour. And I did ask him if they would ever get back together. So please, when you listen back to this, decide for yourself whether he knew it was going to happen or not. Because I don't think he knew it was going to happen. Also, see if you can do better than we did playing Name That Boy Bantoon because my performance in this game still haunts me to this day. Enjoy. Hello? Hello, Chris Kirkpatrick.
1: I like it when people use my whole name.
0: Because that's how I know you. You're forever and always Chris Kirkpatrick.
1: Yeah, it's crazy when my son does it.
0: Chris Kirkpatrick, (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) You're five-year-old, Chris Kirkpatrick. (laughs) My kids can't pronounce my last name. They're like Jesse Kirkpatrick. They can't do it. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. Actually, he
1: did uh, my friend's Back in the day, used to always call me CK. Oh. My wife was like, isn't that strange? I'm like, I think it's kind of cool.
0: No, I think that's cute. I like it. Yeah. And I just want to tell you... Whatever feeling you used to make me feel in my loins as a teen, I'm feeling it now, CK. It's all come rushing back. Uh, I have a feeling down there for the first time in years.
1: Something's moving. It's so, still working. It's
0: still working. And I am about to unleash all of the burning questions I have had pent up inside of my body and my loins for 28 years. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, before we begin, I really have to get something uncomfortable out of the way.
1: Oh, uh, that, that wasn't the uncomfortable part? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, that's just how I say hello, Chris.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: The uncomfortable part is that I am a Backstreet Boys fan. Um, oh, that's
1: not uncomfortable.
0: I'm a Backstreet Boys fan through and through. But that doesn't mean I didn't skip school on March twenty first, two thousand, to take the bus to the HMV downtown to get the No Strings Attached album. Okay, I know your favorite food is pizza and your favorite color is silver. I had that Tiger Beat spread <laughs> on my wall, so for the next thirty minutes, I'm all in sync. Does that well, work? Well, if for it you? helps
1: at all, I'm I'm a Backstreet Boys fan too. So. <laughs>
0: Wait, can we get into that right now? Was there ever any beef between you guys? Like back then, was there a healthy amount of competition?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, for us, it was, we we were in competition with ourselves. You know, we always looked at just trying to be better, trying to be better than the last show, trying to have a a better record than the last record. You know, every single thing we did was, you know, just try to be better than we were before. With them, I mean, you have to understand that When we started, they were already put together. And, you know, through Lou and all this stuff, then they started doing like small high school shows and we were trying to record songs. And then they went overseas and we started doing the small shows. So we were always just a little behind them. And that was evident in Lou Pearlman's people and you know, all that stuff. They definitely let us know that. The Backstreet Boys were their darlings, and (gasps) we were the redheaded stepchild that was trying to take their spotlight. So it had been—it had kind of been shoved in our faces, pretty much our whole entire career. So we, you know, it it never bothered us. It's wow, we appreciate them, but you know, it is what it is.
0: I mean, can I just say, as a redhead, that is a derogatory term to my people. So just cool. Am
1: I canceled? (laughs)
0: <laughs> For, uh, officially, right, right now, this will who be your last public interview, Who, who would have
1: thought it was calling myself a redheaded stepchild yeah. would get me canceled?
0: <laughs> you can't say anything these days. Oh, I could be
1: way worse.
0: You, I, Well, let's, <laughs> please, this is the place to be way <laughs> worse. There must have been one, like, did one Backstreet Boy kind of piss you off? There must have been one that you were like, eh, at the time.
1: Uh, no, well, there was, I mean, I went to school with Howie. Howie and I knew each other from the get. I mean, oh. I knew Howie before I knew any of the guys in my band. He knew me before I knew the guys in his band. And uh so we went to school together and This is
0: hot goss. Did he have like a moist six pack when you were in school together?
1: Uh I don't think we called them six packs, nor did we refer to them as moist. Fair. But um yeah, he was, you know, he was <laughs> he was a real quiet kid. I was uh-huh. loud and obnoxious and you know, I remember when he was talking about this Backstreet Boys thing, I was like, you know, you guys kind of look foolish in what you're wearing in the leather jackets. I'm like, are you guys trying to be hard or something? Like, I don't get it. <sighs> and, uh, but, you know, and he got his band and I got my band and we still remain great friends. And, and to this day, I will tell you, he is one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. Like, <sighs> really and truly of... Every band, just, just an honestly, honestly great, great guy.
0: Oh, that's so good to know, Chris, because I was the only person with the Howie pencil case. Okay. Everyone was going Nick, I went Howie every time. Wait, he had a pencil case? They all had a pencil case. Oh, little man. eraser, little pencil.
1: I'm taking my Brian pencil case back then. I didn't yeah. know if he had yeah. one.
0: No, you got to exchange that for a Howie. There are probably many left on the shelf. (laughs) Were you, would you say you were the bad boy, Chris? Like, was there ever a conversation where Lou Pearlman said, you're the bad boy, Justin's the heartthrob, Lance is the shy one, Joey's the older brother, JC's the cute one?
1: Uh, I don't, it's kind of strange because they did try to put labels on us, but in no way was I anywhere near a bad boy. I mean, (laughs) other than tattoos or you know occasional or a lot of drinking and having fun in clubs and you know that that. but i mean we all kind of did that all five of the guys there's things about me and joey that are exactly alike there's things about me and jc jc and joey mm. justin and lance you know we all have similarities with each other and, and it's hard to kind of say oh he's the bad boy or you know he's well i mean i guess i guess i just took my name out of the running of the heart throb right away just because, you know, I just <laughs> I didn't feel like I could I wanted to live up to that and you know, it it was hard being as good looking as I was and, right, and yeah, absolutely. passing it's a burden. the torch. It's passing burden, the yeah. torch of the mm-hmm. heart throb. But I figured, mm-hmm. you know, what what the heck, I can do it.
0: Oh yeah, you did charity work there by giving that to, That's to Justin. What I yeah. That's Before I we dive all the way into the drinking and the partying and everything Lou Pearlman, like, oh my God, I have questions. I wanna prove my worth to you, Chris, because I know people say to you all the time, like, oh, I, I love boy bands, but no. I love boy bands. I am the big—I am so confident in my knowledge of the genre that I want to challenge you to a rousing game of Name That Boy Band Tune.
1: Ooh, okay. Here's how it works.
0: So, my producer, Jason, has selected a variety of boy band songs. I am hearing these for the first time, just like you, I promise, He's going to play the beginning of the song. If you know what it is, shout out the song title and band name. The person who guesses the most songs, the fastest, wins the game. Are you ready?
1: I'm going to lose.
0: Wait, what? I'm
1: probably not going to name some of our songs, which is the scary part.
0: Yeah, that would be bad. Well, then, I'm feeling really confident. And can I just say, Chris Kirkpatrick, you can get your ass kicked. Yeah, let's go. Oh, uh, this is Backstreet Boys. Uh... I'll never break your heart. Backstreet Boys, I'll ne- never break your heart. Woo! Correct. Oh, Chris, you got to get was in good. there. Okay, that was thank good.
1: you. I don't want to make a mistake, though. I don't want to say, oh, yeah, it was us. And it's Backstreet.
0: Mm, yeah, okay, you got to You gotta be extra careful. All right, keep going, Jace. Here we go. I was hanging with the fellas, saw you oh, that's us. What's the song title? Me it makes me ill. De- oh, yes. Yes, Chris. See? You got it.
1: All right. Okay. I'll, get, I'll get ours. That's good.
0: Okay. That's good. That's good. Here we go. Next song.
1: Ninety degrees esta noche. Una noche.
3: Seriously? Oh, my
0: God. Chris, I had I had no idea. Yeah, wow. No, no, no. You even knew the Spanish language. That's all right, true. next. Oh, uh nothing at all. Uh any nothing at all. Uh town no, nothing at all. All or nothing. Did we tie on that one? Yes. Oh, no. Nothing at all. That was a collab between us, Chris. No, Good job. That was job. a collab. I'll take yeah. it. I'm
1: on tour with them, so I should get I that. I know one. you
0: are. Uh... I better get that one right. Yeah, you better. Okay, next.
1: Get me Baby, how could you betray me
0: after That's Us. That's, um... Uh, he doesn't know what it is. I remember
1: the name of the song. Stop <laughs> it.
0: No. Yeah. Do you seriously not I, remember the name? I know the that's
1: name? Us. I know that's Us. Is
0: that's it, all. Is it... You, but you really don't remember the name of the song?
1: That's, um... See, now I keep getting... It makes me ill in there. That was, um... <laughs> I yep, I don't know. I give up.
0: <gasps> Jason, what is it?
1: Oh, I'll see right through you. Yeah, that was a huge hit that we did that we played millions and millions of times. <laughs> so that doesn't count.
0: Okay, that doesn't count. We'll cut that out. We're not, but we'll, we'll <laughs> okay. Okay, keep it going, Jason. I'm feeling confident. Oh. Ooh. My God, I
2: don't
0: know. No, I don't even know this voice. Do you?
1: Is that um, LFO? Maybe. Uh, wish for you on a falling star. When you are where you are. Do I ever cross my mind in warm sunshine? She's like uh, the girl it. on TV or the girl. <gasps> on-
0: yes! Oh, my God. They're yeah. on your tour, too, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: I feel like you're beating me. Okay. What better? Next one, Jason. Bye, bye, it's it's no the way, way bye, you hey, I got gotta Back be you, Street. Backstreet Boys. It's gotta be you. It's gotta be you. Uh, 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 all the way. Okay. Woo!
1: I know I know it was Backstreet. That's all I could tell you.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good. So it's 5 to 3. Chris, you're winning. I have a chance to come back, though. Here we go. What? Here we go. Oh. No idea. Any idea?
1: No, it's probably somebody— we- Is it like 3T or somebody like that? I don't know. Yeah,
0: Jace, I don't know. Go
1: out.
0: out and- every- oh, five. Oh Fives. yeah! Wow. Okay, I couldn't even identify them after hearing the song, yeah. and you did. Abs, so I'll give you that. Abs.
1: I remember there's a kid named Abs in oh, the his, band.
0: His actual name is Abs.
1: Yeah, I'm sure his mom gave him the name of Abs when he was born. Mm-hmm.
0: No. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> 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 I, was, I was thinking of naming my child Bicep, but yeah. mm, I went. I didn't go that way. Okay. It's, it's one weird more. Because they
1: name they named Joey and I Ab. I haven't figured out yet what that means.
0: (laughs) That's your nickname. (laughs) Uh, All right. This is the final song. Hit us, Jason. Ooh, it's kind of crazy. Ooh, it's kind of crazy. If you want my uh, soul decision, soul decision. Uh, Ooh, it's kind of crazy. Do you know soul decision, Chris?
1: Yeah, I know sole Decision.
0: They're Canadian. What that was was a Canadian heritage moment, yeah, and you were a throw part the of the Moffats
1: in there while we were at it <gasps> then, too. Oh,
0: wow. Did you just name-check the Moffats?
1: That's right. I love the Moffats. And oh, Hanson. doesn't?
0: And Hanson. I mean, we could play this game all day. Chris, yeah. congratulations. Chris Kirkpatrick winner of huh. Name That Boy Band huh. too. I don't know
1: if i get the win, though, seeing as how I didn't know the name of our own song. That's kind of...
0: Yeah, that I think, was, I think that
1: cancels it out, and maybe it's it a does. tie.
0: Yeah, no, that's just... Well, I hope that you can uh, find some joy through the shame to yeah, enjoy this moment. And I can sure. just say to you, Chris Kirkpatrick, I got my ass kicked.
1: It's a backhanded win.
0: Uh-huh. Um, can I just ask you about that? Because this is just a side note. But... Being name-checked in one of Eminem's biggest singles has to be one of your greatest life accomplishments.
1: That, I mean, now it definitely is. At the time, I didn't understand. I was like, wait, do I have beef now? Like, how does this work? I didn't, you know, how does beef work? Like, what do I have to come out <laughs> with? A a power ballad with Eminem's name in the song? Or, right. You know, no, that was kind of... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he did it maybe out of anger or whatever, but in the end, it's, it's absolutely one of the most amazing things. That's like up there with being on The Simpsons and all that stuff. It's like, I'm in an Eminem song, and of course, when people think they're funny and want to play it, it doesn't bother me.
0: Oh, no. I mean, it's like better than a Nobel Prize. Yeah. While we are on the subject of bangers, we now know what's your least favorite NSYNC song. It's the one you couldn't identify in the game. For but sure. what is your favorite NSYNC song?
1: Um, I mean, I like I really liked pop a lot. I liked It's Gonna Be Me. Mm. I liked Girlfriend. Mm. I like Ter- I think I went You back was the very first song we ever did over in uh, Sweden, and that was with Dennis Pop. So, I mean, a lot of the songs have different meanings, you know, for for each one of us, and and especially for me. But as as just listening straight up to a song and saying, you know, I really like this one. Definitely the the up tempo ones were fun. Mm.
0: Mm. Before we go back to that time, I just want to, for anyone listening, thinking like, oh my God, Chris Kirkpatrick, like what's he been up to? I want to just fill them in a lot. Like in the last 20 years, you have started a charitable foundation, written and produced music, managed artists, started a clothing line, started a Christmas special. You've done voice acting, movie acting. You were on Celebrity Big Brother, The Mass Singer, MTV Cribs. You performed at Coachella. You're sitting in front of two Moon Men statues. You're Definitely. touring. You're a husband. You're a dad. You're my phone-a-friend. Like, you haven't stopped, Chris.
1: Uh, you know what? I think of all those, though, my favorite is is the family part and being mm. a dad and and getting to have getting to do that type of thing, getting to wake up in the morning and go, oh, well, I'm flying out to be on Big Brother for a couple of weeks or Mass Singer or, you know, do this tour where I get to go for a weekend and then come home and spend the week with my family and having my little five-year-old not quite understand it, but do things. uh, This weekend, we did a show in Orlando, Joey and I did, uh-huh. And at the very end, he came up and jumped up in my arms for bye bye bye, and <gasps> you know, just to have him like get to be around it and and kind of see i don't I don't know if he really understands because yeah, he, I think he thinks most dads get to do fun things like that and and I'm sure in <laughs> in a different ways it is, but you know it, it's it's odd for him if people come up or stop me or want a picture. and he actually said to me the other day when somebody was taking picture, he was like, um hey dad, i'm I'm jealous." And I was like, really? Why? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I was like, well, I mean, it okay. looks kind of like that's what it is. But Wow.
0: Because you know, uh, he's going to grow up one day and realize that, no, most dads are accountants. Like, your uh, dad uh, is uh, a no. global pop superstar. You never sit him down and make him, like, force him to watch YouTube videos of yourself?
1: No. No, mm. definitely not. You know, it, it's—I I did—we I, did, I we did have a time— uh, I think it was last year, uh, when he really started to get into some of the songs, he was like, Dad, I love all the songs you guys did. And I started playing more of the songs that I know he hadn't heard. And he's like, oh, I really like this one. I really like this one. And then I started um, driving myself crazy, and, and I sing the beginning of that one. And he goes, no, no, not this one, not this one. And I'm like, what? He goes, no, not the one with the girls singing on it. And I was do, like, okay. Wow. Uh, that's me. Do you know that's I fine. listened
0: to Drive Myself Crazy today in anticipation of this conversation, and <laughs> I, I instantly was like, ooh, that's Chris on the lead vocal.
1: <laughs> yeah, my little one thing I get to do.
0: Oh, life. please. <laughs> you were the founding member of the damn group. So when InSync went their separate ways after all this, you know, years of intense touring and thrusting, did any part of you think, okay, you know, I did that, and now I'm just going to go sit on a pile of money and live a normal life? Now
1: I think if anything it was kind of um like confusing it mm. was really difficult to go from being a poor kid in a trailer park mm. to starting a band to getting to be in this huge band and then the band just stopping and not understanding like a next step or where to go or you know what what my next move should be because, you know, I don't, I don't know how to act. I don't know what to do. So that's kind of where a lot of that, uh, partying and, and things got that I got into happened and they weren't, it wasn't a great thing, but it was, it was a process of me learning and, and growing up and, and figuring out life.
0: Mm, because that's so interesting but the the instinct never officially broke up right that you went on this temporary hiatus quote unquote 21 years ago never got back together like and were you did you think that that was it at the time
1: i I think it's it's kind of like college you know it's like you start college and you're like oh i'm gonna take a semester off and i'm not gonna quit college i'm just gonna take a semester off and then 10 years later you're doing something completely different and you're like, oh, "Wait a minute, college, I totally was in college for a while." Right. So, you know it's it's I wouldn't I'd say, you know, it's it's one of those things that it it's not that we knew it was yeah. going to happen, but I think I think there were a lot of priorities and a lot of different places that weren't the band and that's kind of what just made us stop.
0: Oh, really? It wasn't that Justin went solo and like that kind of did a thing. It wasn't that.
1: No, no. It was. It was. We had everybody. Else, everybody had different things they wanted to do.
0: Yeah. And
1: you know, and they, and they went and did them. And in the end, it was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to keep doing this, or you know, because I mean, I went out. I made a record. I made. Yeah. Uh, I started producing. I started doing stuff obviously not as successful as Justin's or jC's record but you know it was just I still loved the write I still loved music and mm-hmm. and in the end you know Justin ended up having a very successful career JC had a, gr- a great record and and was doing that and he started doing production and um, Joey started doing TV shows here and there, and and Lance was going to space. So yes,
0: he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he was. And as the founding member of Insync, if it wasn't for you, Lance would never have almost gone to space. So I hope that you take credit for that.
1: Well, that's a that's a crazy thing to think about and take mm-hmm. credit for. Yeah, you please almost do. going to space. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so when you are in. I'm going to say you got you were—there was a time where NSYNC, you were the most famous people on the planet. You were the biggest band in the world. And as the band gets bigger, so does your love of accessories, Chris. You never met an accoutrement. You did not put on your head and/or body. You stayed dripping in sauce from head to toe. So, right now, I want to challenge you to a round of rapid-fire regrets. So, I'm going okay. to name a garment, a hairstyle, a piece of orthodontics. I'm you are between. I'm already
1: out because I lost you on a kudamur gr- m- m- matana.
0: <laughs> Accoutrement?
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: ma? <laughs> yeah. It's a really fancy way of saying, you know shit that you put on your head and face. So you can say regret it or don't regret it. And if you don't regret any of it, hey, just say that. Okay. Overalls.
1: Overalls, uh, that's a little bit of a regret, but not not that much. I mean, Mm. they're very freeing. You know, who doesn't want to have their top attached to their pants?
0: Oh, very freeing. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful statement. Um, it's like vest. a romper,
1: right? Isn't, <laughs> yeah, isn't that absolutely.
0: right? Absolutely. Like a dude Everything. romper. Yeah, it's just free and loose. Um, right. Vest with no shirt underneath.
1: All right, that I definitely regret. That's a. <laughs> that's one of those when it's cold outside, but only right in the middle
0: yes.
1: type of thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, so not, the for, arms
1: are freeing. No,
0: no. You gotta wear shorts and a
1: and a sleeveless vest out in the middle of winter. Yeah. My core is great. My limbs <laughs> a little chilly.
0: Uh goggles.
1: Goggles I don't regret. Goggles Ooh. were goggles were fun. Goggles were, I think, I mean, there was a time where we were wearing snow boots, goggles, like we had the whole kit and caboodle on that we thought was like. And it was Europe, you know. Well, we started in Europe, Mm. and that's kind of where most of that stuff took shape and and took hold is when we were coming from Europe. You know, I think the visors and the goggles were those things that my friends were like, I don't get it. And I'm like, yeah, but my hair, (laughs) I can't put a ball cap on, so it's like I got to put something on my head.
0: Please, uh, blame Europe. Chokers.
1: (laughs) Chokers? Uh, Yeah, definitely don't regret that. I love chokers. I love those... That, is, that silver beaded choker I probably wore way past longer than I should have. Mm. Um, but it was, you know, that was a thing. And and a really cool thing about that kind of a side note was those were kind of fun that, you know, they were $8, $7 a piece, you know, little cheap silver beads around your neck. And, and if we'd ever get to do like makeaway stuff or things like that, I could always give the kids the choker and they thought it was, you know, really special, so... Cheap little thrill, I guess.
0: But really it was it was just a seven dollar choker. Do you know that one time AJ McLean of the Backstreet Boys gave me his skull ring and I was like, is this it? Are we engaged to be married? But now you've just you've just crushed my dream. I realize he probably gave me a seven dollar skull ring. And he From had a the box of store. them in
1: the back that he was yeah. passing out. Who's getting a skull yeah. ring today? Not you. Yours well, was no. definitely different. Yeah,
0: no, I was Yours not was the make a wish. No, I was a make a wish to him that day, and now yeah. I know it. After years of holding on to that moment. Okay, goatee braids.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the heck that was. That was <laughs> uh that was I was bored one day and my goatee was getting too long and I took the clippers and <laughs> just went up the middle and I was like, All right, I can work with this. <laughs> Let's see what happens when I bleach them.
0: That felt like your fashion mantra. Every day you would wake up and say, all right, I can work with this. Uh, Rat tail.
1: I never had a rat tail.
0: You had a rat tail. Would you like me to send you an image after this? You had a Sure, was it on the
1: TV guide when we were doing the throwback to uh, punk rock music and I was doing the rat tail for for that, or was it? was like it, a
0: braid. It was like a long braid that came from the back, the nape of your neck, Chris. And it, I had and it, many
1: long braids that okay. came from my <laughs> okay. back.
0: Okay. Let's go. Let's hair. move on to those. Braids. Do you regret the braids?
1: Oh, definitely not. That was mm. that. No way. That's, I mean, to this day, that's one of the things where, you know, I see we had those little pop dolls come out, you know, and yes. everybody's got their pop doll and they all look the same with different color hair, like yellow, red, black, and yellow, and then it's like, then you have, you know, crazy hair coming out, so that was kind of, I mean, it it was really strange when I cut it, because people didn't know who I was, it was like, who's that, or if people were like, oh, yeah, you were in the band, I can always say, yeah, the one with the hair, oh, Oh. yeah, yeah, I got it.
0: Signature, it was your signature, also your signature, braces, regret it, don't regret it.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I regret that I had to have them.
0: Oh, but, they were for medical purposes?
1: Yeah, yeah they weren't for fun. Oh, I mean, that, that was one of those things fashion. that I was like, you know what would look cool? What if I do <laughs> braces? And I said, do you know what would look cool? If my teeth weren't like vampire teeth and I didn't <laughs> have like bangs sticking out of here and all this.
0: Chris, I thought it was for fashion purposes. Okay, last no, but wait. not least, dreadlocks.
1: The dreads? That was early on, and those weren't really even dreads. Those were like twists. Mm. And I I had to quit because that's when I started putting the braids in because the dreads, no matter how much I dreaded them, it's like the wax would come out, and by the end of the shows, the hair would be all in my face, and I couldn't see. So I was like, is there a way to keep them in there? And let's do braids. (sighs)
0: Ah, okay. And I feel like at one point during that era, Jennifer Aniston had dreadlocks. You were not alone. It was a different time. And so yeah. we'll just confirm for our listeners, do you have dreadlocks at this current time? No. No, he I does don't. not. He does not, ladies I and gentlemen. <laughs> no, nope. I still
1: have, I have normal, yeah, normal hair.
0: Yeah. Oh God, I just, you're so funny. I didn't expect you to be this funny, Chris Kirkpatrick.
1: Sorry. Oh, I forgot. I wanted suppo- a really. I'm supposed to be rebellious. I want to be the sc- rebellious one. Yeah,
0: you're the bad guy. You're the bad. All right, boy. screw this.
1: I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> you suck. We're just gonna um, put that out as a promo, if that's okay with you. <laughs> and, uh, and we got
1: the bad boy on. Screw this. We'll- you suck. <laughs>
0: Really, really, blow it up for us. Thank you. So you mentioned this post sync, but I want to go back because at peak sync, you're in your 20s. There's no social media. Is it sex, drugs, and rock and roll backstage? Like, if I had successfully made my way onto your tour bus, would anyone have hooked up with me? How old were you? Let's say I was of age. Of age? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, hold on.
1: I mean, yeah, maybe. It's, it's possible. No, it's, it, I mean, it, it, thank God there was no social media because we did, I mean, we did a lot of crazy, crazy stuff, crazy stunts. I mean, having fun. I think when you give, you know, five kids the key to the city and say, mm. go nuts, we went nuts and, and really, you know, kind of had too much fun sometimes, but, i think one of our priorities was always the band and the shows and what Mm. we were doing and and there was a lot of craziness that went on a lot of craziness backstage a lot of you know things that i've i've sworn to take to my grave but for the most part it was you know it was possible i mean you're kind of cute so you know who knows You, you,
0: I will say you might at have the been time, able to
1: do a lap dance or something. Who we'll knows? Oh, whatever.
0: Great! Thank you so much. You <laughs> just made me at the time I had one eyebrow and a bowl cut. So oh, you really perfect, made perfect. Well, it makes made, sense.
1: You were a Backstreet Boys fan, so that's oh
0: wow. Now he's throwing shade. <laughs> Did InSync have the hotter fans? Tell me.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, they're all Backstreet Boys fans are hot too. They're all okay good-looking. I mean, you're talking about a pretty big population of human beings here that it's kind of hard to go in. I mean, there were some ugly ones, but there's, (laughs) there's, for the most part, they're good-looking kids. I mean, look (laughs) at me, for God's sakes. What do you think was coming after me? They weren't like the, it was like, oh yeah, well, you know what? I really feel strange and weird. I identify (laughs) with Chris.
0: Chris, yeah. I was ready to get my braces stuck in your braces anytime. <laughs> Lockjaw. <laughs> okay, you mentioned cancel culture. So, if social media and cancel culture is a thing in two thousand one, which member of Insync would have been canceled first?
1: Probably me. I, w- I would go with oh. me, just because it's it was it's one of those things where you know I just I say what's on my mind immediately, and you know a lot of times I regret it, but it's it's always off the cuff. It's always instantaneous, you know, action, reaction type thing. And, and you don't, you don't sit down and think about everything you're saying or who you're hurting. And, you know, today I think it's a little too much, you know, it's, it's hard to sit back and go, oh, okay, well, I can't say this because I don't want to offend this person. And I can't say this, you know, I think, I think we all need to have a little bit thicker skins, but you've got to go out there and, and experience the world and get the germs. So the colds aren't as bad, you know, and, and, you know that's kind of where we're at, and I'm pretty sure that back then I just would say things and and probably say the wrong thing that I didn't mean and spend a week backpedaling and apologizing.
0: Mm, you would have made so many YouTube apology videos.
1: Oh, every day I would have had a I would have had to have probably people that were there just <laughs> like okay, Friday you have to apologize for this this this. <laughs> put them out there.
0: Oh, thank God. This was also the Justin-Brittany era. Uh And I'm curious what that was like for you. Is she like the girlfriend that you want to hang around with? Is she around too much? Does he change because he's with her?
1: Uh, No. I mean, not really. It wasn't, you know, it was just kind of, as crazy as it sounds, it was just kind of what it was. It's kind of the way it went because— she started on with us really early in our U.S. careers and really early in her U.S. career. And, you know, I remember one of the first things we did with her, it was like, you know, Justin was all giddy and excited because here was this girl that he'd just done the Mickey Mouse Club with. And, you know, they always had a chemistry on there. And then when they started dating, it was just like the next step. So I'm watching like my little brother and his little girlfriend and, kind of watching out for them because even though there wasn't social media, there was still, you know, a huge, huge magnifying glass on everything they did. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's probably too why going back a question, why I would be the one that would be canceled because I was kind of the safety net in that if something got awkward or went wrong, I would say something or do something to kind of, you know, distract or, you know, take away from that. And people would be like, God, he's just really weird and really strange and not worry about what they were really focused on.
0: Mm, You were the bad boy and the big brother. You were filling uh, both (laughs) roles. I feel
1: this bad boy really cracks me up too. That's funny.
0: (laughs) Have you spoken to Brittany since then? Do you follow her on Instagram?
1: Uh, I do follow her. I do follow her. I haven't spoken to her in many years. Um, But, you know, I I believe that it's, you know, there's, there's a lot with, our era, in particular, that is wrong and and needs fixed. You know, I was lucky in that I was an adult when mm-hmm. when I started the band and when the band was going on. So, you know, I could handle things. I wasn't going through strange changes in my life or not understanding certain things, whereas they were. And and you look at you know the the Aaron Carters and and you know Britneys, mm-hmm. and there's really there needs to be some accountability and and people to step up and and people that can help and, and yeah. step in and, and help them and really kind of guide them into the next chapter of their lives. You know, I could have used someone all those partying days. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're really partying way too much and drinking and doing all these things. And, you know, they're just, it, it's just like you took, they you give them everything and then turn them loose on their own. But then it's like, good luck. And right. Tough.
0: Coming down from that, coming out of that, there are only a handful of people who have ever had that experience. Like, right. and, and you bring that up, but in the last few years, people have started to sort of come at Justin for his peripheral role in like the downfall of Janet and Brittany. What do you make of that?
1: The thing about, you know, culture is when you get to the top, there's nowhere for them to go. So let's start to tear them down and Crazy analogy, but look at golf, like yeah, you see these golfers, you see these young young golfers coming out there, and you know suddenly they don't do something, and everybody starts scrutinizing everything they do, and you're like, but they're eighteen years old, right, you know, what were you doing at eighteen? you're looking at them as this incredible golfer, as this incredible musician, yeah, as this incredible actor performer, but not as a child, there's too many yes men, too many people around them that just want to be a part of it. So they'll say yes to anything and and not care about the backhand that comes after it. You know, all those people and these artists' lives who were, oh yeah, yeah, you should do that. You should do that. When it all hits the fan, they go, whoa, whoa, I don't know that person. It's rough.
0: Mm-hmm. So I know people ask you about an in sync reunion every single day. But I feel like we've bonded, uh, CK. So don't bullshit me on this. On a scale of absolutely to never, how likely is it that all five in sync members come back together in some way, shape, or form?
1: I mean, I wouldn't say absolutely, but I'd also wouldn't say never. You know, it's okay. not it's not one of those things that, you know, it's it's never there we're all still friends yeah we all still joke about things all the time you know who knows i mean it it could happen it may not happen but in the end you know we were we were a band of of five brothers and and enjoyed everything we got to do and and the experience and and we know that we have great fans out there that would love for us to do something and you know i think it's i think it's a matter of all five of us figuring out a time when, you know what, let's make the band a priority again. And and that's not just Justin. That's not just JC. That's not just Lance. That's not just Joey. It's not just me. It's it's all five of us saying, you know, okay, this, this is the time. This is this is when it would work.
0: I have butterflies in my stomach just hearing yeah, that it's yeah. not are is there I didn't like an instinct? No.
1: What? He didn't
0: say no. And that's enough for me, everybody. Is right. there a group chat that you're all on? Are we talking about it on there?
1: Oh yeah. Uh um, oh. no, we're not talking about doing things, but on you know, the group chat is just fun. The group chat is everything from funny memes or, you know, finding weird instances of, of things in the band or seeing something with Justin or seeing something with Lance or seeing something with me or whatever, and you know, throwing it to the group or just kind of saying, Hey guys, what are you guys doing? Who's I'm in this town right now. Is anybody here? Let's hang out type of deal. So you know there's not and and we still have merch and and have you know music that gets put on things that we all have to keep in touch with and say what do you right. think of this do you yes. agree with this and you oh know my so there's, God. there's definitely friendly banter that still goes on but that's okay. about as far as it gets
0: Butterflies at the prospect of a reunion butterflies at the thought of an sync group chat, I mean uh-huh. that's the greatest shit I've ever heard uh-huh. um, so you talked about being a father and I know you're a husband, did you marry a fan? please say yes
1: I did not <gasps> no she i mean she she liked the band um her sister was definitely more of a fan than she was. if anything, I think she was more of a new kid's and it's oh. it's also it's also kind of tough because. One thing about us and Backstreet, as you know, you are a testament to, mm-hmm. is it was one or the other. And if if your sister or your sibling was with one, you went with the other, you know, right. and her sister was a big NSYNC fan. So, you know, she, I don't know, if, I don't think she, I don't know if she was a Backstreet fan too, but she just maybe knew kids.
0: <laughs> wow. I mean, clearly now she's a fan. You got her on your side now.
1: No. No, she still hates me.
0: Oh, okay. She still perfect. Yeah, she's yeah. like
1: she's yeah. like, please don't ever make sure tell the guys you guys don't ever want to do anything yet. You guys sucked and you know, it was horrible. It was horrible. This the residuals you get from it are miserable. It's I don't want money or anything.
0: No, I'm sure. Yeah. She sounds really supportive, really great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to know the man that you are now, Chris, the husband, the father, in a way that really seems fitting. Um, this is by asking you actual questions from a Twist magazine quiz from the year 2000, okay? Okay. These are actual questions they asked pop stars at the time. I want you to answer for yourself now. This is the Twist Test with Chris Kirkpatrick. How I describe my style.
1: Um, dad bod, dad life. <laughs>
0: I absolutely refuse to eat...
1: Uh, asparagus.
0: In my fridge, you'll always find...
1: Uh, Gatorade.
0: My favorite feature on a girl is...
1: Well, that's tricky because I'm married, so I would say anything my wife has.
0: (laughs) Correct answer. One thing that really bugs me is...
1: Annoying people in general.
0: Fair. If I were granted one wish, it would be...
1: That my son grows up to be a great human being.
0: Oh, Chris. I wish the same thing. I have identical twin five-year-old boys. They're fucking insane.
1: When's their birthday?
0: End of August 23rd, 2017. Yours?
1: Okay. He is October 2017.
0: Two months apart. I don't know how
1: you do too. I have a, a we have one and we just got a puppy dog. And me and my wife oh, are both God. like, how do we do this? Like, how this no. is this is the most we could ever imagine? And then our friend shows up with like five kids and we're like, nope.
0: No, Chris, I'm an absolute mess. They're actually locked in the car as I do this interview.
1: (laughs) As long as you crack a window, it's totally fine they're fine.
0: I also have, wait for it, a one-year-old daughter. Her due date was June 2nd, but when I was pregnant with her, I kept saying to my husband, it's our third child. You know it's going to be May. I said that shit 20 times during this pregnancy. Finally, I'm like eight and a half months pregnant. He turns to me and he says, why do you keep saying it like that? He didn't know the song, Chris. (laughs) He didn't know the reference. And I felt like if I hadn't been pregnant, the meme with his third child, like it would have been grounds for divorce. So can I ask you this? When you're going to lay that track down in 99 and, you know, instead of singing, it's going to be me, Justin belts out, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. What's the reaction in the room?
1: That was a Max Martin kind of decision where he Mm. said, you know what? it's going to be me sounds too nasally and e ick. So if you could make it more of a me, me, me type of thing, not knowing that that would become the meme of April. And every time the end of April rolls around, my inbox and my Facebook and whatever else,
0: the Instagrams instant group chat is all, blowing up.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, when you refer to yourself, do you say me or May?
1: Um, I refer to myself in third person, so I don't say either.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Um, I want to play one last game, and I will hope you'll play it with May. Um, I have loved you since I was a tween, so we're going to play a game I played as a tween, Never Have I Ever. Now, Chris, I need you to know, um, on the show, I have a boy band-inspired theme song and boy band-style interludes that set up each segment. Would you do me the honor of singing Never Have I Ever boy band style?
1: Mm, yeah, that would be like a, never have I ever.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> here's how it works. Now that I have an intro from an actual professional, I'm going to ask you a question. You simply say, I've never or I have. Uh, never gonna have gonna be I trouble. ever. This can going to be mm. trouble. Okay, yeah, you can't lie to me. You can't lie oh you I'm already going told to. me now, no there
1: there, are going to be a few lies here i'm I'm happily married and I have a son <laughs> to look out for so there will be some lies
0: okay great good to know good to know everybody so we're going to play a game and he may or may not lie his way through it never have I ever Never have I ever hooked up with a fan.
1: I knew that was going to be the first question you (laughs) asked. Was that
0: predictable? The
1: minute you said that, you're like, (laughs) I was like, let me guess. She's going to ask if I hooked up with a fan.
0: I mean, when you're 27 years old.
1: I never lie. So, I have.
0: Woo! Never have I ever seen someone in the crowd and gotten them backstage.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. I have definitely done that.
0: Never have I ever drawn on my goatee with mascara. Never. Tried to date a celebrity.
1: Not really. I mean, not kind of never. I don't think celebrities didn't want me. I was too weird.
0: <laughs> Felt jealous of the girls my bandmate was pulling.
1: Mm, no, never.
0: Practiced my pelvic thrusts in the mirror.
1: Never, never. Ah. Never. No,
0: I've practiced my pelvic thrust in the mirror. Okay. Yeah,
1: no, that's one I definitely not done.
0: Never have I ever lip synced.
1: Uh, Yeah, of course
0: I have. Of course
1: you have. I mean, top of the pops, you have to lip sync.
0: Oh, fair.
1: There, there are times where we had no choice.
0: Okay, use my celebrity to get reservations, upgrades, or free shit.
1: Um. Yeah, of course I have.
0: Mm. Yeah. Given out a fake number.
1: Uh, If I did, maybe it was one time, and then you learn your lesson quick that. You know, they're like, oh, let me call it right now. And you're like, "Ah." damn it.
0: (laughs) Lastly, lied to me in this game. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. And that's how you play Never Have I Ever with Chris Kirkpatrick. Never have I ever. (laughs) Chris, never have I ever felt so satisfied by a guest on this show. You did it for me then. You do it for me now. Thank you for being my phone a friend.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: And you have dates coming up on the Pop 2000 Tour. Everybody should follow you at I IMC Kirkpatrick Kirk yep. for details, yep. yes? Yep. And if I come to the tour, will you help fulfill my childhood fantasy and let me backstage?
1: Um. Well, I'll have to change my never-have-I-ever answers if you do.
0: Yeah, you would. But we could you go know. back and do a revision. I have an yeah. editor. That's okay with me. Yeah,
1: it'll be weir- really awkward on the tour bus then.
0: Is there someone when I can I'm, hook up with? When I'm My like, husband um, will absolutely listen. give me a hall pass yeah. for a member of O-Town. <laughs> just, just say the word. Which member? Which member? Is Ashley Parker Angel on tour with you? No. Okay, I'll take any of the others. Any, Are any, any of them usually, available? That's usually
1: where I'm looped into when they talk about the band. Is Justin Timberlake there? No. <laughs> then any of the others. <laughs> that's our new band coming out. There's four of us. It's called any of the any others.
0: Of the others. Chris, if I were offered Justin Timberlake as a guest on Phone a Friend, I would take mm-hmm. Chris Kirkpatrick every fucking time. Mark my words. <laughs> I
1: don't know, he's he is the cute one. <laughs> I'm just way funnier.
0: Way funnier. <laughs> I had to oh my with god. My
1: pers- I was the guy with the personality. Oh, well, you know, he's got a great personality, honey.
0: Please. And I was the girl with the personality, and this is why I feel like we get along.
1: That's how I was introduced to my wife's mom. I don't know. He's got a great personality. She's like, thank God.
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't want to have to say goodbye, but um, I do. And normally I would just say bye, but I think legally you're required to say.
1: Bye, bye, bye.
0: Mm. Yeah. Do you still remember the choreo? Cause I do.
1: Of course I do. I did it this weekend.
0: <laughs> Ain't no lie, baby. Bye bye bye. Mm, 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 uh, mm,
1: mm, mm, uh. Yeah, it's For a lot stranger listening. in a studio. Yeah, doing it like that, especially on the phone.
0: Yeah, dancing on an audio medium is a really powerful yeah. thing, Chris. I'm sure yeah. my audience really enjoyed that.
1: You crushed it. Thank from you. What it was, I heard
0: it was flawless. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye-bye, Chris. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye-bye-bye, Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> By the way, I did do the full choreo for Bye-bye-bye on Zoom with the founding father of Insync. Do you know how satisfying that was to my 16-year-old self? I hadn't done it in 20 years, but there I was picking up the moves like it was 2003. <laughs> I'm actually realizing now that I'm slowly checking off the list of boy band members that I've been desperate to meet since I had a bowl cut and a unibrow and Teen Beat magazines like wedged under my mattresses. So I've met Nick Carter, check. We did a big interview together. I've technically met all of the Backstreet Boys. I have interviewed them all on multiple occasions, I know. Is there a luckier woman on Earth? I don't think so. Um, I have met New Kids on the Block. I met J.C. Chazé at an MTV after party. But I have never met Joey Fatone, never met Lance Bass, never met Justin Timberlake. So, Phone of Friends Season 2 can't come fast enough. And that's our mid-season banger. We said yes and to all of it to all of it to the award shows to the Scandinavian sleep method to members of Insync to Maddie Matheson we said no to nobody now now you just have to say yes and to this week um i am saying yes and to uh going to palm springs for a photo shoot with my entire family children included which is terrifying. I had a Zoom call yesterday where I was trying to explain to the production team like my children are not professionals they are not models they could have complete and utter meltdowns like ruining the shoot for everyone and the team was like uh okay. So they've been prepared but there's no telling how it's gonna go. I will update you when we talk next Thursday. Have a great week Jesse's friends. I mean phonies, obviously phonies mwah Talk next Thursday. Bye. Phone the fan was created by our mommy, Jessie Krukson. The
1: executive producers are Jessie Kruksonk and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Soundclash. Phone a Friend is part of the A-Cast Creator Network. Credits are by us,
2: Ray Gatika and Weogatika. We're her kids! That's
0: crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay,
3: next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing?